Welcome to the Sexy Selfish Podcast Series. I'm your host, Shona Gates. I'm a women's life coach, success strategist, and a self-proclaimed badass. And I'm here to help you rediscover your authentic self, stop delaying your happiness, and step into your truth. This podcast has been created to connect, inspire, and nurture mums who want more. Are you ready? Okay, so today's episode of the podcast is a little bit of a special one, and I am going to, before we dive in, just preface what this is about, because it's a little bit different to my normal solo podcast episodes. This episode today is featuring an incredible guest speaker who did a live masterclass training on her topic of expertise in our Badass and Bulletproof Mastermind. So this podcast episode has been pulled directly from one of those guest sessions within the mastermind that went live, you know, between 2021-2022. So just to let you know, that's why this one sounds a little bit different. It's very much more of that conversation piece and you may actually hear some conversations back and forth with the mastermind participants and some questions that they've asked in there as well. But let's dive in. It's been really good, thank you. Very productive. I've been looking forward to this. That's cool. Awesome. So I'm excited to chat today about relationships. I also like, I thought I'd be home by myself. My husband was meant to be away camping and he's got home early and I'm like, dang, now I have to talk about relationships and talking to you while you're home. How inconvenient. <laughs> Luckily he's sick, so I put him to bed. Um, <laughs> cool. So do you want to, I mean, everyone's seen a little bit about your bio. We keep things really relaxed and pretty casual here. So everyone's had a chance to check out your bio and all your information that we've been promoting for the last few weeks. But do you want to come on and introduce yourself, share with everyone a little bit about what you do and what you're all about? Yeah, beautiful. Well, firstly, yeah, thank you so much for having me on board. Um, Yeah, my name is Sophia. I've just turned 24. And I guess, yeah, I've been a coach for the last two years. And I've been very, very passionate about finances and relationships um, for the longest time. They're like my two favorite topics. So this is really (laughs) exciting. And yeah, I guess my journey started when I was about 16. Um, I found out that my, my dad had a gambling addiction. So that obviously brought up a lot around finances and that resulted in, um, my mom, brother, sister, and I moving over to Denmark so my mom could be closer with her family because things got a little bit, um, you know, unhealthy here. And that was, you know, the best decision my mom thought was for us. But it obviously was a really challenging time, you know, um, going from, you know, having a beautiful home, friends, school, all of that to just the unknown, new country, climate, culture and no money. Um, So my relationship with money was like heavily um, impacted. And, you know, my dad had even borrowed a lot of money from me. So I just, I lost all trust around money and things like that. And anyways, fast forward a little bit, I had, you know, some really challenging years in Denmark, but I eventually finished school and decided to move back to Australia. Um, 
which is where I am now. And I think because of all the situations that happened in my family and my parents just having no money, it it made me really driven and work really hard to create a different life. I just did not want to have that kind of quality life. So I started saving a lot of money and getting into the personal development space to really learn as much as possible on how to control my emotions and have a better quality life and things like that. So I got pretty good at that. I managed to save around $50,000 by the time I was 20. Um, and then it's just sort of grown from there. And now, yeah, I'm, I'm a coach and I help uh, primarily women to conquer self-doubt and, and bring their vision to life, whatever that looks like. So, yeah, it's good fun. Um, yeah, so that's sort of how I got into like, yeah, the topics of, of finances and things like that. It was just my whole family situation. That's really cool. And it kind of reminds me of that metaphor about someone having an alcoholic dad and he has two twin boys and one twin goes oh, and becomes yeah. an alcoholic like the dad and the other twin never never has a sip of alcohol yeah. and decides to be really successful. It's just like you can all be raised in exactly the same environment with the same outcomes, but it comes down to choice. Yeah, exactly. And I just, you know, for a long time, I was so upset that my family was like this and there were all these problems. But now I really have changed my perspective and I see it as such a gift because there was, there's no way I'd be nearly as driven to create this incredible life if I didn't know what the opposite felt like, right? And so it's been a huge driving force for me to really create, um, you know, the life that I want to live. And and the importance of having healthy relationships like it blows my mind that my myself my siblings and my mum didn't know my dad had this huge huge issue um and so I'm really really passionate about you know I became really passionate about learning all of these things to sort of prevent that as much as possible I suppose yeah absolutely and I think relationships and communication that's obviously our topic for the month especially mm-hmm. pertaining to money mm-hmm. the learning how those we all have different nope sorry I think that was my publisher actually but I'm just nope um (laughs) um, so there's all like everyone has different communication styles everyone has different communication needs oh my god stop sorry go away um so yeah what we've been focusing on this month in the elite is obviously understanding that we make decisions differently that the way I make decisions is different to the way you make decisions mm-hmm. that the information I need to feel comfortable making a choice is different to the information that you need mm-hmm. and understanding the differences between us but also understanding how we communicate and specifically for my clientele I mean statistically I know that most of them are married partnered and 98% of them are in a straight heteronormative relationship so we talk a lot about communicating with men and understanding how to communicate with men because it is different communicating Mm. woman to woman (laughs) totally so I'd love any insight you could share on that Yeah, so if you like, I was thinking of sharing a process that my partner and I I went through to get clear on um, finances together. Um, Absolutely, we would love that. Awesome, because, um, yeah, my partner and I have very different uh, values when it comes to money, and in the beginning, that was very triggering for me. So I'll just share the process we went through, I suppose, that has made a really big difference, and I, I teach the process to my clients um, as well. So basically, first of all, and I'm sure you've, you've told all your clients about this, but 
finances seems to be a big trigger for people in relationships. Like it causes a lot of arguments. Um, and we could go. Like the number one reason of divorce yeah. is financial stress. Yeah. yeah, and I was going to say we could go on forever about what the root cause of that is and stuff, but finances seems to be a huge trigger. And so the first thing I just wanted to say is that you and your partner are a team, like you and your husband are a team. And so don't let finances like break it apart. See it as you guys versus the problem, not like um, you two versus each other, because that's, you know, that's so often what happens and it's really not the the intention right so first up like I would just see it as like you guys versing this this issue together and so this is the process so arrange like a time like to go on a date together like just block out a couple of hours I think um you know we can get so like serious about money but it doesn't have to be like that and so if you just do this properly in a fun and loving way, you don't have to do this all the time. Um, so I find that going through this process I'm about to share to be to be really helpful to sort of get the foundations clear on, on finances and then you don't have to have the same argument 50 times, right? Like just do it properly the first time. So that's the first thing. But yeah, so the first step like after having some sort of date, whether you go out or it's at home or whatever, is just individually get clear on what your vision for your life is, like what you want it to look like. What do you desire out of life and your relationship? And really get clear on that because getting clear on your vision gets us closer to actually having it, right? And ask yourself, what role does money play in this? You know, is it a big part of your life or, um, or is it not? And, and I think that's really important. And so once you've individually done that, then coming together and discussing and reading each other's um, is really important because you're probably going to have slightly different visions, maybe completely different, maybe quite similar. That's okay. So you read each other's and then step three is to like create a shared vision where you both meet in the middle based on the similarities. So you just pick out the things you both mentioned. That way it's not my vision um or or your vision but it's our vision so you just pick out the things that you literally both wrote that way there's like no arguments about who wants this you both wrote it you know so yeah step three create a shared vision um and then step four is to choose three core values um that you want your relationship values to be around money so what are some key words that sort of summarize this this vision, right? Um, that you that you guys created. So, is it freedom? Is it security? Is it accomplishment? Independence? Honesty? Fun? Trust? Whatever it is, decide on some core words. And the reason why I like doing this is because instead of having to remember this big vision and reading this like one page document all the time, it just comes down to the three things that sort of summarize that. So that's really the purpose of that. And then. From there, what we did is step five, which is to write down your beliefs and your thoughts about money. Um, and some typical categories for money that you can write about can be like spending, saving, investing, you know, how to handle large purchases. And what are your thoughts and expectations and standards in those areas, right? Because it's likely going to be very different. For example, 
you might have a belief that you have to talk about large purchases before you go and do it. And your husband or partner might um, just think we don't need to discuss any of that. Like I'm free to do whatever I want. And so by getting clear on what expectations you have, you can actually openly discuss it and talk about it. Because often when we get into an argument or when we lash out at someone, it's because an an expectation has like not been met but the other person doesn't know that you set the expectation and so it's just miscommunication so just get it clear right then and there and there's no issues i love that you're touched on that i'm agree i'm just like here like yes 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 about everything especially the expectation stuff we talk about that a lot and it's like if you have an expectation in your head but you haven't clearly said it your fault your fault i even do this my kids my son's nine and he's like someone so keeps making fun of my hair because he's growing it out because he wants tiktok boy hair so he's growing it out so i said my fun of my hair i'm like well did you tell him you didn't like it did you just tell him to stop it he's like like, no okay i'm like well tell him and then if he keeps doing it tell a teacher teacher doesn't do anything and he keeps doing it punch him in the guts i don't care like (laughs) it's like if you haven't said I don't like that. Please stop it. It affects me in this way. How can you expect the person to stop, right? Yeah. And and so I find it so important to really communicate on this stuff so that there is no conflict if you understand each other's sort of model of the world, essentially. So yeah, you you write about those categories and your thoughts and expectations on that. And then step six is to review each other's and talk about it in a loving way non-defensive and non-judgmental way and really try and listen and understand the other person even if it's the opposite of what your beliefs are because it's so important to be mindful that often our money beliefs and stories have come from childhood and you don't know if it's like why they have that belief so really listening is going to allow you to understand where that person is coming from and you guys can support each other to meet in the middle instead of being like well you're wrong savings important like or whatever It's so different when you go and look like, okay, how did my mum relate to money? How did my dad relate to money? How did his mum relate to money? How did his dad? All right, let's go even further. How did their grandparents coming out of the depression? How did they feel? And then you realise there's so many stories and so much baggage we're holding on to. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, our our expectations for money, the way we make decisions is different. Yeah. Not and really right or wrong, but just exactly. different. Yeah. And I think so often, you know, with our own beliefs, it feels so true. It feels like that is the right way. That's the be all and end all. But really, it's just, it's all you know. It's all you've been taught. So that's all you've heard. You haven't experienced the, your partner's situation. You know, if you had the same values and experiences as your partner, I'm sure you'd have very similar values, right? So that's really important to really understand that. Um, so yeah, like you just said, there's no right or wrong. It's just about coming together, not ripping each other apart. Um, so yeah, and then there's a, there's a great strength in recognizing each other's strengths and weaknesses. Like mm-hmm. I'm really comfortable with taking risks. That's just something I'm intuitively led to stuff. I'm very comfortable with. My husband's quite analytical, so he prefers to know about the details. It's not that my way of making decisions is wrong and his way is right. It's the fact that together as a group, we actually make a really, really strong couple because I can be like, hey, I feel comfortable led to this. I can make him a little bit riskier. He can make me a little bit more cautious. It really works well together. Yeah, exactly. And um, my partner and I are the opposite, I suppose. So he's the one that's great with taking big risks. Like he'll put all his savings into shares and he rather put it all there and, and like 
it, when he does invest in shares, he'll do like the riskiest ones. Whereas I rather like I still invest not only in myself, but in shares and things like that, but I'll choose the safer option. Yeah. And he loves diversifying. And again, I like the ones that I know are going to do a little bit better. And yeah, there's no right or wrong. It's just, it's different. And like, he is happy to get his bank account super low. Um, and because he, like he's running a tech startup company that burns through cash and he has to take big risks, right? Whereas I'm running a coaching business, which is like such a high, at least in my business, it's such a high um, profit, I suppose. And yes, there's definitely large expenses in terms of investing in myself, like in other coaches, that's where my money goes. But other than that, it's really low um, cost in my business. And so my business is so much safer, right? Um, I'm at home. I don't need some machinery or anything like that for my business to run. I just need a computer. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, it's just it's just different. But I still take risks, I suppose, um, in comparison to the average person because I'm running a business. But um, I do it a much safer way. And so it's just been getting clear on that. Like I need like a savings buffer in my account to feel secure whereas he clearly doesn't and that would trigger me because I was like so what happens if you run out of money then what and like it would just trigger me so much but then through doing this process we were able to meet in the middle essentially so yeah um, we had to do the same too because he my I always believed in having a buffer my mum was very big on you want you know get rid of your mortgage and have three to six months worth of income there just in case Mm -hmm. And this was before like income protection and that was all a big thing. So now we have all our income protection done, all of our trauma cover, all of our life insurance, all that's taken care of. We have six months worth of income in an account. But for a long time, anytime we started to crack over like a couple of thousand dollars in our savings, it would just go. We would find things to blow it on. Mm -hmm. And it was because especially my husband didn't feel comfortable with having money. His family's always been kind of surviving not necessarily thriving so it took us a long time to feel comfortable with money and it was only until we had $155,000 in our account and we felt the same and it was in there for like six months and we had no panic about it I'm like okay I think we I think we can handle it now I think we can handle the money so it's different isn't it and it like how you grow together as well as individually 100% um so yeah where was I I think yeah, you get clear on your beliefs and expectations and things. And then step six is to review each other's, oh, yeah, and talk about it in a loving way. And then step seven is to compare what you both wrote down um, and sort of create a column. So I like to create three columns on a piece of paper. And basically um, with the areas that you wrote down about, like your, your values and expectations, write down yours on one side, he writes his on the other side, um, on the same topics and then you you have the column in the middle to create a shared agreement around all of those things and this is what was the game changer for me and my partner so I got really stressed out when he would like completely wipe his bank account because all these things came all these stories came up for me and so what we came to an agreement with that would make me feel safe and still give him the freedom to do whatever he wants is he's always just going to have like a minimum. I think it was pretty low, like, um, like a thousand dollars or something in his account at all times. And then he can do whatever like the heck he wants, at least 
I can sleep well at night knowing that he's always got something for food because it got to a point where he would start selling belongings and all these things and it would just stress me out. But <laughs> he's like an Elon Musk in the making. Like that's the kind of risk level he's on. Like he's yeah. really the same as Elon Musk. And Which is an okay risk level to be when you're like a young, single, 25-year-old male. It's an okay risk level. But I think a lot of the women we're working with, that we and this is the thing we, we got to, a lot of the business coaches out there were like, sell everything invest $50,000 in your personal development live on your grandma's couch you can do it if, like go all in and it's like I would but I have three kids and a mortgage like it's a little yeah. bit harder to be all in crazy when you've yeah. got responsibilities over your head so we've done the same thing with my husband so we've got our family income which most goes to he also has a cash float that he plays with that he can buy and sell cars and buy and sell boats and make make spontaneous decisions knowing that that's what his personality needs is to have the freedom to make those choices without affecting our poor family yeah and my partner needs the same he's so variety driven and and wants to be able to do all those things and I love that about him and before I was super triggered by it and I didn't understand it but it was through this process of just loving communication understanding that I now understand oh we don't have the same business model. We don't have the same lifestyle necessarily. So I can't expect him to be the same as me. And it was only through this conversation that, um, you know, I came at ease with this. And now I laugh at it when he when he does those things because I know that we've, we've created a shared goal and a shared vision now. So I know even if he does it in a different way, we're still moving towards yeah. the same thing. Like I now understand what he's doing is he's taking these massive risks to grow like a billion dollar company. Whereas my brain doesn't think of a billion dollars when I think of my coaching business. Like a million dollars is like amazing, right? Whereas for his, it's like such a scalable thing. And so it's like a totally different structure and I can't compare to that, right? So um, I suppose, yeah, it's it's through that, that loving communication and getting clear on each other's visions and actually bringing it together, coming back together. That's why you're in a relationship, right? Um, and just creating like agreements around that. And so now I know he's going to have you know, a minimum of X amount of dollars in his bank account at all times. And that's like that safety buffer. So I know that we're not going to end up on the streets or he needs to start selling like his shoes or something like that. And it's all happy days essentially. So yeah, yeah. we have shared vision, values, agreements. And whenever a conflict comes up, you'll know it's not actually about the money. It's because someone didn't honor their end of the agreement. And that's then the issue that you can handle and resolve. Yeah. yeah, and it's specific to, hey, this was the goal, you're veering away from the path, not just like, why are you so shit? It's yeah. got some boundaries. And it's like, there. it's not like, oh, your husband or partner isn't working towards what you want. It's like you both agreed it's what you both want, right? And we all go tr off track at times and that's why it's just that little nudge to each other, like, hey, like I remember you saying like, freedom was really important to you like is this moving you towards freedom or away from freedom and having a conversation like that yeah it's like i'm happy for you to do whatever you need to do on the side it sounds like weird relationship like money wise not do whatever you want on the side um 
as long as it doesn't affect the core plan. Exactly. And I love what you said about the date night. And I think I just want to circle back to that quickly because we've spoken about this in the module this month, is the fact that if you try to have a conversation with money with a man about money when he's watching the football or cooking dinner or he's just walked home from work, it's never going to work. Their brain doesn't multitask. It just doesn't do it the same way a woman's brain does. So the number one thing for success is before you even have the conversation is to actually forward schedule time where he can like fully dedicate his brain and his emotions to what's happening so something like hey date night I want to order pizza let's get a bottle of wine and I want to sit down and talk to you about money stuff and like they can put it in their head and be like okay that's when I'm doing that (laughs) and then we use like food music make it fun to create an anchor point where it's actually an enjoyable exercise and like start associating those money conversations with positive things like I always pay my bills on a Monday morning with a takeaway coffee and my favorite playlist on and so my paying bills feels really good and that's something we do in the elite and so yeah we talk about money date nights as well which I think is so important so I loved that you mentioned that yeah I think exactly what you said men are typically single focused and so if like I typically see like women get really pissed off with their partner because they're not listening, but you probably would have asked them while they were actually doing something. Like we can handle like four things at once, but they they can't. And and that's okay. I used to see that as like an issue, but now I actually really respect it. It means whatever they're doing, they're like so present and immersed in it. And that's a beautiful thing because I know when I'm hanging out with my partner, I would want him to be present with me, just like he's present with, you know, the footy game, let's just say. And I think that's, I actually see it as an amazing skill that they can just put in all of their energy into one thing. And so, yeah, locking in a date, one gets them them present and focused and it's a time that you're both free and, and present to do it. You don't have a million things doing. And then two, it just breaks the tension. For a lot of people, money isn't talking like spoken about in childhood and it's this really triggering like taboo thing and it doesn't need to be. And so by creating it over a bottle of wine or a pizza, like you said, or going out for dinner, it just loosens it up a bit. It doesn't have to be this horrible thing. It can actually be fun. Yeah, it can be really fun. Like I actually love doing our taxes now. We sit down and we do our taxes and like talk about, and then that kind of like resets things. Like looking how much we made, looking how much tax we paid, looking at different options we've got going for the year ahead. I actually really enjoy that, and I never thought where I was five or six years ago I'd be someone who enjoys sitting down to do our taxes. But no, like through through this communication style, keeping things open and keeping things really neutral, I think, and not blaming the other person, just explaining yeah. how it makes you feel. So, like, I know, like, when you spend money on car parts, it's not that that's a bad thing. It's just that it triggers me and makes me feel really scared because then I'm worried about the next month not having enough money for electricity bill. And it's not like, hey, what you're doing is wrong. It's just explaining why you're being triggered, Mm -hmm. how it makes you feel. And then diving into that together can be a really, really important thing. And what I love about what you just said is that it wasn't, like, you're making me feel this it's like I feel this so you're not putting it on them and have you heard of John Gottman yes yeah he wrote the book the seven principles to making marriage work so I've done his um what's it called like relationship therapy training and something he took sorry we keep a rolling book list throughout the year for every book people so what is it John Gottman yeah so the seven principles to making marriage work 
Awesome. I'm going to add that to our rolling book list for 2021. <laughs> Super good. So basically, um, in terms of communication, um, I, I love that book. That's been a really great book on relationships. But he talks about something called the four horsemen. Um, and basically, the the four biggest things based on his it's like he's got a research-based approach to relationships so it's not just a book on random tips it's like all research-based and he can predict divorce with 98 percent accuracy or something crazy wow. and he said the four biggest predictors are the following so one is like criticism so like verbally attacking your partner about like their personality or character, like they can't change that, right? So the antidote to criticism is a gentle startup. So talk about your feelings using I statements and express like a positive need, right? So that's the antidote. And then the second biggest predictor, and I think this one's actually the worst one, is contempt. So like attacking, you know, sense of self with an intent to actually insult or abuse your partner, right? And so the antidote to that is to build a culture of appreciation. So actually practice appreciating your partner and all the amazing things. So before my partner's um, you know, behaviors with money would really trigger me, but now I appreciate it because I can actually see that everything he's doing is connected to this big mission to like save the world essentially. Like he's, he just wants to help all the developing countries. Like I've never seen someone so passionate and driven and I don't want to be the one to like get in the way of that that mission that is just so pure and 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 so just like building that culture of appreciation is so so important. The third um you know um horseman is defensiveness. So like victimizing yourself um and whatever and like blaming and just and that's like yeah that's not good so the antidote is obviously to take responsibility and accept your partner's perspective and offer an apology if if necessary right so taking responsibility is so so important and then the fourth one is stonewalling so um this is more common for men to do um but when they withdraw or avoid conflict and you know and just like separate themselves and whatever and yeah. so yeah, <laughs> that really ended in divorce for us a few years ago. <laughs> yeah, and they're, they're four really big things and everyone's got their, their main one. And so the antidote to that is like to learn how to self-soothe. So usually people stonewall when you get flooded in an argument, like when, and this would often happen around finances, I can imagine people's heart rates go up. And once your heart rate has gone up above 100, you actually no longer are hearing anything that person's saying. You're not taking any of it in. So the best thing to do is self-soothe. So like just take a 20 minute break to like calm yourself down, like read a book or meditate or just go for a walk, calm down and then come back to the conversation because what once your heart rate is above 100, there's nothing you guys are going to say that is productive or helpful to your relationship. So that's the exactly. best. According to John Gottman, like that's the best thing to do. And so I find those those four things, like those four biggest predictors of divorce and the antidotes to be really helpful when it comes to communicating, not just about money, but everything in relationships, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's really powerful, actually. Thank you so much for sharing that. It would be really awesome. I'm not sure if you've got notes that you're checking out right now. If you could put something together for us with those written. Yeah, I've got it. It would be great. If you send it through, we can put it with this video. I think that would be a really great reference point for people. But, no, that's fantastic. We haven't had any questions come through um, at the moment, just a couple of people saying hi on the live, which is really cool. Hello. Um, 
I think it's one of those things where people feel comfortable sometimes learning about relationships. People sometimes don't feel comfortable speaking about it because it's still one of those things where I think husband bashing is very normal in (laughs) circles, but often we just want to vent. We want to feel validated and seen and understood and I know in my own experience when I get together with my friends and they're whinging about how awful their husbands are and I'm just like but but are they like I'm pretty sure they're just behaving that way but like no one wants to hear that no one like, wants no, to hear you defend men's behavior <laughs> no one wants to hear you say but what did you do like what there's two sides to every story everyone just wants to feel validated and heard so <laughs> have you got any advice around that for people <laughs> Um, in regards to being that odd one out in those conversations. Yeah. yeah, well, to be honest, I just, I know it's uncomfortable to be the outsider, but I don't want to join the tribe of people disempowering men. Like, I think that's horrible. And another book you can add to your list that's what changed my whole perspective on men is um, The Queen's Code by Alison Armstrong. Yes. So you can't. <laughs> You can't hate on men after reading that book. Right. And that's, yeah, I knew you had read that when you said the single <laughs> focus thing. Like, that's yeah. what I've, like, devoured every book she's ever written. It's been amazing. Oh, Transferred every relationship I've ever had with a man in my life. I gift that book to all of my clients, whether we're talking about relationships or not, because, like, it is so important. Um, and I don't think I was ever, like, a hater on men at all, but... I realized after reading that book that without realizing I would say things that um, might, what's the word, emasculate men. Yes, emasculate and castrate. Yeah, and I, like, I really, it makes me sad. Like, and I did Alison Armstrong's course even and, like, she starts crying. Like, she loves men so much. She starts crying over it and I think it's true. Like, we can be so harsh and, my biggest takeaway from the Queen's Code, if anyone doesn't read it or whatever, is that men truly just want to make you happy. Like they really, really freaking do. You're just like you've got your um, judgmental goggles on and you can't. Misbehaving goggles. Yeah, but like, oh my god, they absolutely want to make you happy. Watch their eyes light up when when you express gratitude to them that they have actually contributed to making you happy and I go so out of my way to point it out to my partner all the time that he makes me so happy um and and for specific things right and it just makes them so happy it's so good I'm just so glad you said that because I shared about this earlier in the month I did a little live and I was once again recommending it and I had a couple people message me and a couple people on the live go oh I tried to read it but I got really triggered as a feminist to Mm -hmm. read it and I'm like just just please persist just keep going with the book just keep going I know because I got triggered in the first couple of chapters too I was like wait a minute no, <laughs> we're yeah. not bowing down and worshipping men. I'm so glad you said this because now they can hear it from another perspective. Yeah, no, I, I know that, that it might be a little triggering for some people, but, like, it's not like it's a male writing the book. Like, it's a female. And I really think with, um, you know, with feminism and all of these things, it's just my personal opinion. It's not about females are better. It's just about equality, right? And so, like, that book is in no shape or form saying men are better. It's just saying, like, hey, they actually want the best for you and um, 
for the most part, like majority of men, like are safe and loving and kind and beautiful. And it's just our perception on them from society or whatever that sort of impacts that. And it doesn't just impact them, but it impacts you, like your ability to open up and receive love. Like obviously if you're, you're into men, right? And so often women close off, um, close off love because they're not open to receiving it. And so that book really, really changed my perspective. And now that I know that he actually just wants to make me happy, I'm not going to criticize his every move. And I can tell you, like, it has improved my relationship significantly since reading that book. So honestly, like, to answer your question, if people, like, start talking shit about men, like, I don't want to join that that tribe or that conversation because I would hate for the role reversal. Imagine if my partner caught up with all his friends and they just talked about how shit I am like that that's horrible and yeah. so if you don't want that done to you why would you do the same to them and it's so normalized but it shouldn't be and it starts here yeah, and it starts yeah. with these conversations yeah but I also think like if you look at the statistics um the the normal is an unhappy unhealthy relationship like that's most relationships aren't happy and healthy and so do you really want to go down the path that majority go down and for me i certainly do not so i'm happy to be the odd one out when it comes to those conversations because i don't want to be like the 60 70 80 percent of whatever that are in an unhappy relationship right so and I have a pretty solid feeling those that are in genuinely happy relationships do not talk shit about each other. Yeah. And I've met now lots of people like, oh, my God, you're so lucky. And I'm like, no, bitch, I did the fucking work. Yeah, you worked for it. <laughs> we did the work. We did the work. That's and how we are. It's continuous work as well. It's not always easy. I, I never want to be one of those people to say, like, relationships are are easy, that they're not always. But I don't know, like anything rewarding is not always easy. Like having a business um, is not easy, but it's it's so rewarding, right? So um, it does take work, but I think if you do this work, it gets to be a lot easier. You can feel supported by a coach or in a group. Um, you learn tools to make it easier. And yeah, it can, it can be fun, just like finances. Brilliant. I love that. So one key takeaway, if you could leave the women in the elite membership with anything, just, just, one thing what would it be after this session oh my god i feel like we covered a lot in a very short period of time (laughs) um the one thing um probably that would summarize it all is just like you guys are a team so like come together um i really think that that is important because that sort of covers um there's no right or wrong um there's no like your way or his way it's like it's ours your vision and his vision create a shared vision shared values um when there's challenges you handle it together not against each other and and when it comes to those communication tools with the four horsemen all of that's just like moving towards love and i think you know any healthy relationship like a healthy relationship with money you should handle it with love right not hating money but actually loving money same with a human being you want a healthy relationship you've got to love love the person and and go all in on it so love nurture appreciate gratitude all the things i'm teaching yeah. people with their relationship with money yeah. with your partners as well. exactly <laughs> it's like so interconnected and i just think treat yourself like that treat your partner like that and treat money like that um 
Yeah. Love it. Love everything you have shared. This has been awesome. Thank you for reaffirming everything I'm teaching (laughs) to the girls. I'll be like, see, (laughs) this shit works. So where can everyone find you if they want to learn a little bit more about working with you? No worries. Thanks. Um, so I guess the best way to find me is on Instagram, Sophia Rose Bernardi. Sophia's with an F. Um, I also, my website, sophiarosebernardi.com. And then I have a free Facebook group as well called the Confident Women's Circle. So I primarily help um, women conquer self-doubt and bring their vision to life. And I also even help new coaches to grow their coaching business. So lots going on. Um, and yeah, that's probably the, the best way. I would love to say hi. And I will send you an email on those steps that I talked about today so they can see it uh, visually. <laughs> that would be brilliant because then I'll put it in with the content from the video in this portal. So this video will stay in the portal forever. Um, we might bring you back on. We kind of rotate through topics every 12 to 18 months. So we'll keep this one for 12 to 18 months. We might bring you back on to chat with everyone again next okay. time we run it. Thank you so much for your time and your energy and your wisdom today. It's been really, really awesome. And hopefully I'll see you in person for drinks at one of the essay events. That would be lovely. (laughs) Brilliant, Sophia. Thank you so much. No worries for listening to our guest interview series for 2023 if you would like a little bit more information on being a part of the mastermind badass and bulletproof please reach out and send us a dm on instagram and we can have a bit of a chat to find out more about you and if this is the right fit for your business right now listening to this episode of the sexy selfish mums manifesting wealth podcast as always we would love to hear your feedback on instagram so slide on into my dms or share a story with this episode any feedback or questions you have and if you'd like to find out more about the elite membership either send me a dm on instagram or head on over to our website and learn more about our 12 month mastermind for women in business ready to unlock the inner wealthy woman and create a business that allows you impact and income from a place of alignment and integrity. It's fucking amazing and I would love to have you a part of it. Um, Enjoy.